You're listening to DraftKings Network. Hello and welcome, my guy. Uh, <laughs> I know that's not how we normally start the show, uh, but that is how uh, we would start the Total Soccer Show slash Cooligans uh, collabs and crossover episodes. Um, and uh, the reason we're starting the show this way and uh, with this uh, sort of tone is because uh, if you guys haven't heard, uh, Daryl Grove of the Total Soccer Show has been sent to hospice and... Uh, thank you, Taylor, for updating everyone and all the fans. Uh, his doctors have basically told him there's uh, nothing more they can do. Uh, cancer is just the worst. Absolutely, yeah, the it's worst. the worst. Um, and yeah, this is a a difficult uh, time. It's a difficult uh, as comedians. You know, we've we've been in situations where serious things have happened in in our lives, in the world, uh, and and you know, sometimes the the show must go on. Um, mm -hmm. but we just want to make it, uh, very clear and known like as for, to Daryl, uh, specifically that we were thinking about you. Uh, we love you. Uh, this, it, 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 it sucks. I mean, it just sucks. I mean, there's no other, there's nothing uh, else th you could really there's say. There's nothing really else. You, yeah. Else you can say the, you know, when we, from when we heard the, the, the news and the diagnosis to right now, uh, you know, it, it it's put it's put these moments the the moments that we did have uh it, it, it they feel even more special because it, it feels uh you know like like you know daryl especially uh, approached it uh and, con and and confronted it with optimism with love with encouragement was not looking for pity um, no, he handled it the best out of all of us uh, yeah. to be honest with you. Um, and I look back at the three weeks that we shared on the road and the other shows and events that we did, whether it was the United Soccer Coaches Convention or uh, just the time we hung out in Philly for the first time and all that. And, uh, you know, it's it's great to reminisce and think about all those wonderful moments. And um, I want to send uh, just a, a loving note to, to Taylor and his wife, who are very close friends with Daryl and obviously Daryl's wife. Uh, we, we love you. It sucks that we can't be there with you at the moment. Um, but uh, yeah, just know that uh, you have two uh, two very close friends here in New York who absolutely love you. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I can only echo those exact statements. Um, yeah, you, you know, we are. There's so many people who who've sent us messages who uh, who are fans of Total Soccer Show. Who are who? You know, the Cooligans wouldn't be the Cooligans without 100%. Total Soccer Show. So, uh, you know, if you 100%. if this is your first time watching this show, uh, obviously, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. All right. Yes, we are the Cooligans, and then we, we're the we, reasons Daryl had to bleep so much of those crossover <laughs> episodes. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, we were the thing that were, was were, were frustrating uh, Daryl so much uh, during editing. So uh, it, it's it's difficult to find the words, but the 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 the, the amazing thing is that that, that Daryl is is so adored, and and when we we learn that even more when we were out on tour uh, how many people came up to both of us saying like oh i've been listening to tss since uh, you know uh, 2004 or 2010 or whatever yeah. like they, they're just like there were always uh people that were like that 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 total soccer show was a part of their lives uh, you know uh, daryl and, and taylor are our friends but they are friends to the american soccer community 
Yeah, and let it be known, and it doesn't need to be said, but uh, Daryl, in part with Taylor, changed and advanced American soccer. He he has left an indelible mark on American soccer. American soccer wouldn't be where it is today. The culture of it wouldn't be where it is today if it wasn't for someone like Daryl uh, and someone like Taylor doing what they did with Total Soccer Show. And if we've said it before, and we'll say it again, Cooligans wouldn't be where we are. If it wasn't for someone like Daryl, um, we we absolutely love you, and we hope that you're in in a very peaceful moment right now, and, and that you're you're not in pain because you've been in pain for too long, and it's exactly. unfair. Um, just so you guys know, we have uh, Miguel Gallardo uh, from Orlando City. We recorded that interview prior, so our tone may be different, um, but uh, yeah, he'll be on as soon as we get back. Welcome, my guys, to <laughs> another Total Soccer Show Cooligans crossover episode. All right. Welcome back to the Cooligans Living Room FC. And make sure to stick around because we will be joined by Miguel Gallardo of Orlando City, uh, one of the announcers, former player. Uh, and we, we talk about Orlando City. And now they're, and they're finally in the playoffs for the first time. Okay. Six years. Six years. So a lot, a lot to discuss with, uh, with Miguel. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's start. Real quick with a subject that uh, the news broke a couple days ago uh, about the Supporter Shield. The Supporter Shield, uh, uh, the, the foundation, I forgot the name of it, but the, the, the people who ro- ma- maintain and manage, uh, created. Isn't it, isn't it the ISC? The no, it is not the ISC. It is I always diff- assumed it was them. It is not. It is a different organization. Uh, I'm sure the people involved in the Supporter Shield uh, uh, group are involved the INC, ISC in some way, but it is a separate thing. So they've decided that they will not be awarding the Supporter Shield uh, to any team for 2020. Uh, and the, the reasons, and I'm paraphrasing, are generally uh, COVID. The, the, a lot of the teams have not played um, the same amount of games. It is difficult to determine, uh, uh, you know, who actually deserves the supporter shield because of all these inconsistencies in the in the schedule um, and things like that. You understand? I so given the reasons behind it, I understand why they would not want to award the supporter shield. But this has pissed off a lot of people. Uh, let's just say. Everyone. It seems everyone, <laughs> I except feel for like the people the- who voted on this decision, yeah. seem to be upset. I think some people can understand the decision, but they're also not happy about it. At least that's what I'm seeing on social media and even in our own Gully Squad uh, chat. Uh, I Here's my thing. It's it, why. I, you know what I mean? Like why? This, this year has been so difficult. These players have risked their lives. Yeah. Why? And by the way, we've never had a balanced schedule. MLS has <laughs> never been balanced. You know, yeah. we have an uneven amount of teams for so long. Like, why? They're just yeah. none of this makes Look, sense. There are a lot of um, factors, right? That, like some teams had their games canceled, uh, you know, or postponed. You don't even know if they're going to be playing the same amount of games. But the, the, the point that you're making about um, 
you know, the, the, the players themselves have risked a lot for the for And who, who do they play for? They're not simply just playing for a salary, right? They right. are also like playing for the supporters. It does. They know what it means to the, the, the people at home, right? Like, you, you know, we, we, we do comedy, right? And for the most, for the majority of our lives, we feel like, what, what, why did I get into this profession? What am I doing with my life? Right. And then you meet somebody that's like, hey, thank you so much. You made me laugh. You made my day better. And you're like, oh, okay. Oh, well, wait, so- wait. Someone's told you that? <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> Where was it's that just- same person when I got on stage? <laughs> so you realize you're like, oh, the thing I do sometimes means something to people yeah uh and 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 that's what i think the 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 players can feel a little hurt by the fact that uh you know a a, a group of people decided hey you know what this is this year's all weird let's just i think i don't think it's it's so weird i think it's that it's toronto has played you know, they had to play Montreal and Vancouver way more than anyone else had to play like the same teams. And I think it's being done to say like maybe Montreal and Vancouver didn't pose a big enough competition. So some of the points that Toronto has were easily achieved. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not trying to disparage Vancouver or Montreal, really Montreal, because Vancouver, you know who you are. Uh, but <laughs> I think it's like Toronto kind of got a lot of these points too easily. So if yeah, they win it, it's yeah, not you fair. Could, yeah, you could say that about a, a, a lot of different teams, whether it's even just like a playoff spot or whatever. Like, it, it, it just feels like to go this far to say, like, um, I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. Yeah, to be like, yeah. I know, you know, nobody deserves this award is a, a, a bit of a, it, it's, it's such a severe reaction to, to what, what I think the the the, the purpose of, of of playing soccer throughout everything that's been going on, to, the fact that we have sports, given everything that we what is going on, everything that we know, is, is giving us a, some sense of normalcy in our lives. And awarding the supporter shield is a sense of normalcy, yeah. at, 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 which I don't think is is uh, uh, illegitimate or unfair or whatever. I think it's a it's 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 reason enough to award it and be like, if it's an asterisk. Put a damn asterisk on the supporter shield. Who cares? But- Make it a big asterisk. Who cares? We should <laughs> come giant- up with a gully shield, dog, and just give it to somebody. We That's got- it. <laughs> we- Don't forget, we got Miguel Gallardo when we get back right after this. Hey everybody, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We just want to break in with a word from one of our sponsors. Ooh, a new sponsor, Viore Clothing. That's right, a new perspective on performance apparel, and it is absolutely perfect if you are sick and tired of traditional old workout gear. Well, I need to go get workout gear in the past <laughs> to get sick and tired of, but I will tell you this. this we- is, is this product the time machine? <laughs> oh no, should I have found myself disgusted or tired of other workout gear? But uh, you know what's funny? I So I, I got myself two pants, because you know me, I just love lounging around in my underwear in my home, and I'm the only one. Uh, <laughs> and the neighbors are even like, we need to get you more curtains, bro. Uh, but I love it. So D was like, come on, it's starting to get cold. Please start wearing pants. And I got these two. I got two performance joggers. And yo, let me tell you something. These things are so comfortable, and you can go outside in them. 
So it's like, you know what I mean? If I got to throw out trash, now I don't have to go find pants. I got them right here. You know what I mean? <laughs> if I got to go well, get a sandwich, yeah, I'm already wearing the pants. Because <laughs> you, you usually throw out the trash with no pants, and it's becoming a problem in your neighborhood. You know, I did it once, and it uh, <laughs> turns out even at 2 in the morning, people are walking by. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I got the, uh, the, the, the performance shorts, uh, which are great. They have a, a lining on the inside as well. I feel like uh, like I the OG like an, Jordan, right? Yeah, I feel like an, like an NFL cornerback in training you know what i mean <laughs> you <laughs> so know it's dope but i honestly catch my passes favorite, from nutmeg <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing is the 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 shirt i got like a performance crew and it's like i think that's kind of the main thing is that it's workout clothing that you can do absolutely anything with you can you can hike you can do yoga you can play soccer you can do, literally do anything you could just lounge around like alexis uh, right so there's a, a lot of options okay it's, it's incredibly versatile in fact the one you got it says here that it's one short for every sport, right? Which includes, I guess, sitting on the couch and playing FIFA, <laughs> which, right? Hey, look, athletes that's, play video games. Hey, I don't know what you're talking right. about. That's, you're an e-gamer, okay? You're, <laughs> you're not just laying there, okay? <laughs> I got to start gaming so I can claim that. But these, I'm not kidding. Like, I got, they're kind of like, almost like sweatpants, really. Uh, the other ones that I have here, uh, they're a little bit of a thicker material. And these just came in perfect now that the weather's starting to get a little bit chilly, especially in this house where I don't control the heat in my apartment. Exactly. So this is absolutely perfect. So you could lounge, you could do whatever. You could either play sports or you could eat food in them. <laughs> <laughs> and look, look, uh, Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, uh, they are offering 20% off your first pur purchase. Uh, so get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing uh, on the planet at vioreclothing.com slash gully. That's V-U-O-R-I clothing.com slash gully. Not only will you receive 20% of your first purchase, but hey, how about you enjoy some free shipping? on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. I don't even think they offer that. I think that's just us giving you free <laughs> returns. That that's may the, or may not be true. That's the Cooligans hookup. Okay? I, we got you, yo. So just go to vioreclothing.com slash gully and discover the versatility of Viore Clothing. All right, baby, and we're back on the Cooligans Living Room FC, and we have our guest in. I think this might be the 753rd goalkeeper we've spoken to. Not it. You know what? I gotta, I'll gotta. i be honest. We don't have enough goalkeepers on this show. Yeah, yeah let's talk to more people who stop shots. Uh, but this dude, absolutely incredible. We actually got to meet him when we were doing uh, something, well, I guess E-meet him, when we were doing uh, a little uh, thing for MLS, and this dude, uh, absolutely hilarious, and we're like, yo, he's such a good speaker. He should do something. Thinking that, and it turns out he does that for Orlando City. <laughs> yes. He is a he's a proper broadcaster. Yeah. Okay? So, Was yo, it? thank you for taking our advice, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> this guy absolutely hilarious. If you've watched uh, Orlando City matches, you know exactly who this dude is. If you went to Orlando City matches back in the day, you definitely know who this is. Put your hands together for the one, the only, unless you're driving for Miguel Gallardo. Everybody, <laughs> Miguel, what's up, man? <laughs> yeah, man. You said a couple of statements right uh, the one thing you got wrong is a uh, good goalkeeper i was a terrible goalkeeper <laughs> and uh, i'm probably worse as a broadcaster but you know i love it i love talking about football i love uh, meeting people like you guys and uh, i really honored to be here with you guys it's fantastic Oh, well, Absolutely. That, okay, look, all right. The most uh, modest goalkeeper I think we've ever <laughs> spoken to. No, you know what? Let's And, and that was, we, we did meet, um, uh, we were doing uh, an MLS uh, watch along during the MLS's uh, back bubble. Uh, obviously, it was uh, in Orlando. Um, what was the, it, Orlando City has been a, a team, I mean, look, 
look, let's be honest. I've been on the end of a couple <laughs> yeah. of a couple roasts, a couple jokes. The the first, the early years of uh, in MLS. Yeah, I believe you mean every year <laughs> until this year. <laughs> but no, what has that turnaround uh, been like for you to get to to, to witness such? Obviously, new coach uh, Oscar Pareja. And just what seems to be a revitalized Orlando City. Yeah, I man. Look, it's been crazy, and I'm speaking from the heart. You know, as a as a supporter of this club, I love this club. Uh, I mean, I played here. I had opportunities to go other places. Don't think like way bigger and better. Just other places, and uh, <laughs> and and I didn't go because I love this community. I love this place. I love the people here. I met my wife now here, and so it's a special place in my heart uh, for Orlando. So to see it struggle once it became an MLS team was very difficult, you know. And, and the fans deserve better, and every every supporter base deserves better. I mean, absolutely right, but. You know, this this supporter base did a lot to support this team uh, throughout all this difficult time. And so to see it now change and, and evolve and see this fan base now have high standards, suddenly, you know, winning 20 is not good enough now, <laughs> not good enough. But it's really refreshing. You know, it's really refreshing. And it's been so much work, uh, you know, behind uh, what's going on outside the pitch that people sometimes don't think about. You know, they talk about, oh, this is a, this is a, a different team. Well, not, there's a lot of pieces that were the same from before, but it's been a rebuild from last year. You know, so many players that came into last year that made an immediate impact, but somehow got sucked into that negative, all due respect culture and vibe that was here, you know? So it's very difficult not to fall into that. And, uh, but little by little, they've been able to change pieces, you know, players that maybe were good before, unfortunately, as Major League Soccer has evolved, haven't evolved with the game or they've given the best that they could give all credit to them they achieve some great wonderful things but as you guys know this game keeps changing and uh, it becomes more physical as well and it becomes more tactical as well and so you know now bringing Oscar Pareja I think that you know you talk about people with 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 all kinds of experience out there right Mourinho has a lot of experience There's all kinds of uh, coaches with a lot of experience but I think you needed to bring a guy with the right kind of experience wait was Mourinho this... one of the candidates wow well, you know <laughs> I don't want to say I don't want to say but you know what I mean Orlando be interesting. Disney you know anybody who comes to Canada at this point right uh but uh you know you talked about okay well you know you have a guy in Oscar Pareja who played in Major League Soccer who played in Colombia Right. He's got that Latin sauce. He, he played, you know, for the Dallas Burn. By the way, I played against Oscar Pareja with the Dallas Burn. I was playing P, PDL uh, way back in the day in Austin. I got to play against him. So uh, he doesn't know that. Don't tell him that. Um, uh, but, <laughs> did, he, did he score on you? No, no, he didn't. Come on, oh. man. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even shoot. Uh, but uh you know it was really it was it, it, you know he's got that he's got that going on you know so he knows that the latin culture the latin player and if you guys remember there's been a lot of good young prospect latin prospect but unfortunately i don't think that they've had that connection with a coach to be able to maximize their their potential right and so when you have Wait, are guy, you telling me that james o'connor couldn't connect with the latin coach <laughs> I, will, I will say this i will say this and, and i love james o'connor I, I played with him i mean what a guy great human being uh he was doing everything that he could to learn his espanol every time i went to see him he would drop something in spanish which is great but look you can be so fluent in spanish if you don't understand the culture if you didn't live yeah, it it's, it's difficult it's difficult right it's difficult to relate to the this cat so um uh, so that i think that was a huge plus but also oscar Pareja understands the american player 
I mean, you got to have American players that played in the league, that want things, that understand the grind, that understand that in three months break, which South American Europeans, they don't understand three months break. They don't know how to take care of themselves. The That's reality retirement. Is, That's a retirement for a You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because in three months over there, I mean, there's going to be a lot of salsa dancing, a lot of tacos, a lot of everything because yeah. – you know, you're used to being micromanaged by teams. And so the American player is very professional in that sense. You know, they care you know the Latinos go back to South America like, am I the only one on three months? Am I fired and they're not telling me? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Dude, it's exactly right. You know, it's exactly right. Especially the younger the players are, you know, because you grew, you grew up in a culture where you're training every day, right? You're training every day. You're going to train. You're going back home. And you're really taking care of yourself. And, and you don't have no time to think. You really don't have any time to think. And we're here. You know, they go back, so they go back, they got a little bit of money in their pocket, you know what I mean? They got a little bit of free time, you know, they got a little bit of their family, the, the holidays. It's very difficult to maintain the level of sharpness that you left the season with. So, uh, you know. Especially with Abuela cooking for you. Dude, that's, that's the amazing. worst part. Because she'll get, she'll get mad at you for not eating, you know? She'll get the chanclas out. Like, oh, my God. I imagine. Yeah. No, Abuela, I'm not allowed to eat arroz. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, man, that, but listen, it's just a different culture. And so when you have a guy like Oscar Pareja, he understands both sides of the coin. So, you know, he's able to relate. And as a, I like the way they call it in England, they call them managers, right? They call them because this game, it's about managing players. It's about managing, you know, people's emotions. How can you get the best out of players? You know, and it can't just be X's and O's. So though the producer did say that Alexis is, is not all X's and O's. The dude knows his game and I have to Thank give it you. to Christian. <laughs> I'm not saying that you don't. I just haven't heard you. I just haven't okay. heard you. <laughs> but, okay, well, thank you for throwing me under the bus. <laughs> also, out of the two of us, Christian knows way more. Than this. <laughs> but wow. I don't want to be on. I don't want to be on your back line. Okay, you know what I mean. I, I don't uh, know how much we'd really communicate and support yeah, each other. Yeah, but, listen, <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude, I think I think the guy understands the culture. He understands both types of players, the, the the nationalities, and and you know. So and I think uh, I think going to Mexico to play uh, to coach for Cholos de Tijuana. Yeah, he yeah. saw something different, and I think he saw an evolution that maybe uh, sped up his evolution, if that makes any sense. Because the one thing about Liga MX teams, they all play, they all play differently, you yeah. know. And, and, and tactics sometimes go out the window. Well, at least uh, what it's hard to see it's things that are planned. Suddenly, you got a right back finishing across on the left side. You got, I mean, there's so many moving pieces that as a coach, you just have to evolve if you want to hang yeah, in the game. Yeah. And so I think him seeing all those different things, all those different elements and being able to succeed while he's learning, I think he brought up his game even higher. So for, for Orlando City, thanks to Luis Musi because of those relationships, to be able to get him here, I think he's certainly been the catalyst of what's happening here in Orlando right now. Uh, yeah, we, we spoke to him a couple, uh, about two years ago. He was uh, left an impression on us, and yeah. we just spoke to him for like 20 minutes. He's incredible. Yeah, he is. Uh, Miguel, I, I want to talk to you and get to know you a little bit more because we don't, uh, you know, frankly, we don't know you uh, personally too too well. Uh, but Who I, are you, know, you and what have you done? <laughs> <laughs> but I want to know... Uh, because I was looking up your your career uh, and the teams you played for, and you you had mentioned obviously uh, growing up in Texas and and playing uh, against Pareja, but you also uh, you played for the Austin Aztecs, yeah. which is a, a, a team obviously the team that uh, moved and became 
Orlando City. Uh, so you're, you know, one of the OGs. Uh, and, you know, I, I wasn't following the Aztecs, but I, I, as soon as we started, like, doing the show and hearing about uh, the team and, and, and its history, uh, it, it became clearly that, that it was, a, it was an, a, a significant thing, especially with Austin FC coming into MLS. So what was soccer like in Austin at that time for you? What, what was that? After the team left, how did it affect that, the city? Yeah, man. Look, uh, it's it's been a long, long time. It's it's great history, and it did start with Austin Aztecs. You know, the owners of Orlando City back then were the owners of Austin Aztec. They they came as Phil Rollins and his wife, Kay Rollins, ex-wife uh, Kay Rollins. Uh, you know, just great people. They came to Austin to start a pro club, and I had just come back from playing uh, uh, professionally with Tigres. I spent one year there with Tigres. Never made my debut. I wasn't good enough, and. Uh, <laughs> And I got back to Austin where I actually grew up. I moved there when I was 15. So I came back to Austin and, uh, you know, the Austin Aztecs came in town. So I was like, all right, I'll check it out. In fact, there was a tryout uh, for the Austin Aztecs. And I got megged by one of my teammates that I played men's soccer with. And I got megged. And within 10 minutes, I got called by the assistant coach. And I said, hey, uh, do you want to sign for the team? And I was like, did you just not see I just got megged? <laughs> So what, yeah. what, what kind of team is this? What's happening here? Yeah. Uh, but then the deal was like, hey, listen, we know, we know who you are, you know, you, this and that, and following your career. So, uh, and by saying, you know who you are, I just, I was really good at men's soccer. That's what, that's yeah. what he meant. That's yeah, what yeah. he meant. And uh, so I signed and then, uh, look, we had a great uh, three seasons over there, you know, the, especially the last one. I think we won undefeated for like 11 and 12 games. Adrian Heath came into the picture. Uh, we played in a stadium downtown. It's called House Park, which was right in the heart of downtown. And you guys know Austin. Austin is such a cool city. That's yeah. why I'm so excited for Austin FC to uh, finally get their uh, MLS franchise and Matthew McConaughey doing voiceovers. I mean, it just doesn't get better than that, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it was a great time. It was a great time, but uh, for whatever reason, they felt like uh, the team wasn't carrying enough momentum. They weren't getting the, the, the support that they felt like they wanted and they were they were longing for. And the idea to come to Orlando, there's a, a whole lot of story why it was Orlando. It could have been a couple other cities that were in the picture. Charleston Battery, which Charleston was one of the uh, those cities. Uh, they ended up coming to Orlando. And since we came to Orlando, it, it, it's just... It was a big decision for me to come to Orlando because I'll be honest with you, I had a business. I had already started a business in Austin. Uh, playing for a pro team in Austin was great for me. It was a lot of fun, but you know, I was business oriented. You know, I had my business going on, and I was like, "All right, well, what, what do I want to do here? Do I want to follow this team, or do I want to continue to the path that you know that that, that I've already started here and it's going relatively well?" But you know. Uh, I don't think I've ever told anybody this, but I, I never really was my dream to play professional. You know, um, I, I loved the game. I played it all the time, but it was kind of just a consequence of me growing up in Mexico, playing every day. You know what I mean? Playing with my friends and being uh, above average athletically. And so I, I got pretty good at it, especially with my feet. And that actually was what kind of set me apart during my time was my ability to play out of the back, being calm because I used to be a field player when I was younger and that kind of carried through. Yeah. And so that was important for a team like Adrian Heath, somebody that could play out the back and, and you know, and I, and I still a hard thing to find if you do it well, you know, I, I was, yeah. I was, I was average. So, uh, <laughs> um, 
so yeah, man. So look, you know, I decided to come and I wanted to, you know, pursue this to see how far it could go. And we came to Orlando, and as you guys know, 2011, I mean, we started off brilliantly, and uh, we ended up winning a national championship that year, 2012. We went to the semifinals. We lost it because of a fluke, uh, but we were always dominant. 2013, we won the national championship again. 2014, went to Disney, I and mean, we were the best. We were best team. So uh, look, it was great. It was great. Uh, you know, it was a great decision. Uh, it changed my life completely. Uh, and now I'm here, you know, doing this, you announcing games that also came out of a consequence out of what I did here as a player. Uh, and I just couldn't be more, more, more proud and just more thankful for all the opportunities that have come my way because of making that big decision of coming from Austin, from the team coming to Austin. Yeah, what was I, the business? Um, as any, you know, uh, hardworking Mexican, it was, it was, it was doing paint. It was paint. Oh you know? really? But I wasn't actually doing the work. I'm too sloppy. I, I, <laughs> I, I learned. I learned. I learned how to do it, and I also learned how to sell it. So I started a. Uh, it was called resurfacing. Resurfacing company, which my brother still has. He's banking. He's making three, four times much money. More. Now I know I made the wrong decision. But he's well. But he's well taken care of. But but it was resurfacing of like countertop bathtubs and uh, and so I knew how to do it. Uh, I wasn't good at doing it, but what I did—you were, you were better at delegating. I was yeah. better at—I was better at getting the job and yeah. supervising and make sure mm. it wasn't done as bad as I would have done it. That's and like that. pizza. I'm so much better at pointing at a pizza and going, "Here's what you did wrong," than I am actually doing it. You got to know your role. I'm more no, of a pizza subcontractor. Yes, yes, that's that's what I was. I was a subcontractor. So, uh, yeah, man, and uh, you know that that worked out really well, and uh, you know I. It was it was nice. It was really really nice. But you know, even though I do say that maybe it wasn't my growing up wasn't my dream, my ultimate dream to play professional soccer. I mean, it was it, it, it's in my blood, right? I, I mean, I wanted to do it all the time, and it was fun. And that's why maybe my decisions throughout my career weren't chasing the next big contract. I was just happy here. I was just happy here, you know. And also, I just met yeah. my girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, so yeah. I was like, you, yeah, you're not you're not taking me away from here. So yeah. uh, you know, that's why my my decisions were are, are reflective of how I grew up and kind of my ambitions. And my ambitions have always been just to be happy, man. Just to be happy. And you know, I wasn't chasing the dollars. I wasn't chasing the next big contract. I just wanted to be in a place where I felt like I belonged, where people appreciated my services, where I could help in the community. I work for the Orlando City Foundation now, which is a big thing that I'm very proud of, you know, building those mini pitches, providing free soccer service to kids from difficult, uh, difficult situations. Um, a lot of Latinos, a lot of black folks from the community here in Parma, a lot of, you know, a lot of gringuitos as well. Everybody, man, we, we yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. a free soccer for all, right? It's called soccer for all. So that's something I'm really proud of. So, you know, when I had all those elements together, I was like, why do I want to move? What do I want to leave? And so right now, thankfully, when I when I retired from playing uh, four years ago, I got called from Orlando City and they said, hey, you can, you know, you talk a lot of smack. Do you want to come and try and do it on TV? <laughs> and so I came and it, it just... It's just been a wonderful journey that provided so many opportunities for me to grow and uh, you know, just really blessed to be in the position that I'm in and get to talk to you guys like you about football I and pizza. Yeah, <laughs> I love I love that. Just the, the the we go from you know you were mentioning all the, the the resume of like we won the championship, we got to the semifinals, and then before that you're like, I'm just an average professional goalkeeper, yeah. whatever. Just I enough of the self-deprecation, okay? Had you, nothing to do with me. <laughs> okay, look, Miguel, if we need to tell you that we're proud of you, <laughs> we are. Where's Oscar Pereja and all this? Yeah. <laughs> um, and he also gets to work with one of our good friends, Ali Krieger. What a, Ooh, what a right. joy it is for him. Uh, <laughs> one of the questions I had is, so 
we don't get a chance to speak to players that this happens to, right? You see this a lot in Europe. Uh, a team gets promoted and the entire team celebrates, right? And you know, as a fan of, if you're watching neutral, you're like, ah, not all those guys are going to make it to the next, you know, to the next, uh, you know, uh, iteration to that promotion. They're not going to get the chance to play at that higher level. You were with Orlando where we had an American promotion, right? They, they <laughs> brought their way into MLS and you didn't get that opportunity to move on. Was that a little bittersweet for you? Did you think you were going to get that chance? Or you seem like a pretty positive dude. Maybe you just, you know, took your lumps as it came. You want to tell us a little bit about that moment in that transition? Yeah, man, uh, that's, you're absolutely right. I am a person that takes everything that happens to me as honey. It's a plus. I don't deserve this. And I don't mean as in I'm trying to be pessimistic. Is a lot of people have it worse than me. So anything that comes my way is honey. So to say that I wasn't upset, I would be lying, but I it was it, I wasn't upset that long. You know, I wasn't upset that long. Uh, could I tell it was coming? Uh, yes and no. Uh, you know, without diving too much into the story, into the uh, you know the things that happened behind closed doors, I, I could sense that there was a possibility. I had heard that they already signed a couple of goalkeepers before the season was even over, uh, and there was a lot of changes in the front office. You know, and people that had already their agendas. Uh, their people, you know, and, and so that happens in every industry, you know, and there's so there's not many things that you can do. So I just took it as, you know, it is what it is. This is the industry. And uh, I made the decision to not go places. I made the decision not to sign certain things. I made the decision. I made those decisions. And this is the consequence of those decisions. Is it a bad consequence? I don't know. I'll tell you in 20 years, but right now this is what it is and that's what happened. And so, and the other thing too is that the Jackson Armada came a couple of weeks later, offered me twice as much money as I was making here. So that kind of helped <laughs> out a little bit to, to live, to live by the beach. And I was like, all right, that's not so bad. So, uh, it was upsetting uh, because, you know, I wanted to continue here. You know, I did, uh, you know, we did all the hard work. Nothing was ever promised to me that I was going to make the jump to MLS. The promise of the team going MLS was here since the beginning, and that was a huge incentive. However, to me personally, nothing was ever promised. So for me to say, oh, they did me wrong, uh, it, that wasn't the case, you know. And you always got to look at yourself in the mirror, too. Did I do everything that I could that last year? You know, was I the best that I could have been that last year? Did I save everything that I needed to save that year to be able to have a justification and have an argument to say hey this is wrong you told me wrong you know sometimes i think like for me you got to look at yourself in the mirror and say hey okay somebody maybe not didn't do something that's favorable to me but did i do everything i could to be able to have an argument right to 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 say what why has this happened to me so you know it, it would have been great uh but uh it, it, it didn't happen that way uh, I'm staying in good terms, you know, even halfway through the season of Jackson Armada, I received the call that there was a couple of talks about potentially coming back. Uh, but, uh, you know, close that chapter, moving on. And then, uh, you know, I played for Jackson Armada two years. It was a great time, great experience. I was able to stay home to my wife now, you know, and then uh, my wife, you know, and then uh, we had a baby. And so, that's my, that was when my decision to, to retire from soccer was. I had an opportunity to continue to play, you know, move away. But I was like, you know, am I going to move away and not be with my kid? My wife couldn't travel because, you know, I have, I have step kids, so she couldn't travel due to jurisdiction. So I was like, you know, I played what I needed to play. I had a great time. I got a chance to play against some incredible players. I mean, some incredibly, uh, like, ridiculous international games, man. We played Sao Paulo. We played Fluminense. We played Roma. We played Newcastle. We played Bolton. I mean, it, the list goes on and on. The, the experiences mm -hmm. were wonderful. And for me, it was like, it's my next step. You know, I got to be a father. I want to be there every day for my daughter. And uh, the decision was, you know, was very, very, very easy to make. And then, you know, 
God works in mysterious ways. I had not told anybody that I was retiring and I got a call from Orlando City to potentially get into this business. So, um, you know, when I go back and realize that I wasn't upset because everything happened for a reason, I'm thankful that, you know, anything bad happens to me. I'm always like, you know, you know, it is what it is. We got to move on. And, and, and that's that. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah, you went from, uh, you know, catching soccer balls to diapers. And even those got similar transition. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And even those got through me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, how did you fumble that? <laughs> I'm not wearing gloves. I'm not wearing yeah. gloves. That's Your wife's one. like, stop parrying yeah. them. You got to catch them. That, <laughs> dude, that is the one, that's the one of the, one of the uh, misconceptions about, about goalkeepers is that people expect them to be really good at catching things without their gloves. Gloves is have the battle people yeah good gloves is half the battle if you're not wearing gloves you're just a mere mortal just like everybody yeah. else yeah. uh yeah uh, okay so we have a uh, a couple questions uh from from our fan from our supporters group we have gully squad and yeah. uh, we got a question from freddie alarcon who is an orlando city supporter a massive uh, orlando city supporter. yeah loves yeah. orlando city he's, I, I believe he's our only orlando city supporter in <laughs> our in our group uh, but he which, won't shut up enough about it that it feels like there's a lot more <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's great uh but he had, he says this is a question he goes oh captain my captain he goes how does the club operate differently today in mls uh than from uh his playing days in uh, usl pro are there any areas uh where you feel the club as an organization needs to improve on now obviously let's not we're not trying to ruin your job right, right? yeah obviously, whatever you feel is uh within bounds yeah well look it's uh it's a completely different monster right uh, the the employee base goes from i don't know 20 back then to hundreds and it's just a completely different operation and there's so many elements that change and it's difficult to make that transition because uh the, the substantial change within an organization at the usl level and the mls level the the pressure is way higher the expectation is higher the investment is higher and to get all those things right right away is is very very difficult so um you know what what can i say you know there's there has been a lot of change it's been a process when you say trust the process you know people seem to think what process you know uh, when you cut a when you cut a player when you cut a coach when you change uh, somebody from the front office you know people sometimes say well i thought it was a process well part of the process is make making mistakes you know, to then continue with that process. That is part of the process, is to yeah. change those things within that process. It's a bigger process. So, uh, you know, it's been a process. <laughs> There's yeah. been some, you know, situations that, some decisions that they've made since the beginning. They realized that they were, those weren't those decisions. Those decisions left you learning lessons. And uh, as you guys can tell where the, the club is now, uh, you know, you're realizing that the one thing that you can tell for sure is that they've learned from their mistakes and they evaluate and they, you know, they just got to move forward. But it's a completely different monster. And I think, you know, for, for Orlando to be, what, this is a fifth year, if I'm not mistaken, in Major League Soccer, uh, it, it seems like forever. But if you really think about it, it's really not that long. And unfortunately, teams like... Atlanta United came to ruin this where you can't, you know, LAFC came to ruin this. Where you, can, you can't do it right away. But what people don't understand is the amount of investment that was made in teams like Atlanta United and LAFC right away. And Orlando City has not been able to make that sort of investment. You know, Toronto FC, I mean, how much money have they spent? And it took him how many years? Ten years to make it into the playoffs yeah. for the first time or something like that. So, you know, uh, these two teams, Atlanta United and, 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 uh, and LAFC, you know, they kind of set themselves apart, not saying that the organization doesn't do things properly, 
but the amount of, of money that they've had to spend, it's also considerably different than what Orlando City has done. The other thing too, Orlando City was forced to obviously, you know, build that downtown soccer Pacific Stadium, Atlanta United, obviously that's, you know, they're the Falcon Stadium. You know, maybe if you think about Orlando City could have spent those 155 whatever million dollars into players, we're talking a different story. Maybe we already okay. won a championship. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of elements. Teams and franchises work differently because of the resources. Uh, but right now, Orlando City within this fifth year, uh, since making the jump to Major League Soccer, I think they're making great steps, and and uh, this is their time, man. This is their time. Yeah, yeah. They I look just good. Think, uh, this is the sixth year. This is uh, the sixth year. Yeah, it is the sixth year. At, at, at it feels season, like yeah. five years just Dude, in twenty twenty. And I and I would add, <laughs> I would just add that I would love for NYCFC to have to spend the hundred and fifty fifty five million to a stadium. <laughs> That'd be lovely. Although <laughs> in New York, that gets you yeah, a that gets studio you apartment. That's <laughs> <laughs> for sure, man. Yep. We are here with Orlando City announcer Miguel Gallardo. All right, so let's uh, let's talk about this uh, this roster a little bit because this Ooh. the MLS is back bubble. Uh, th this felt like a a, a re-energized team, uh, especially the the thing that impressed me the most was being able to win games late. That was the thing I was just like, wow, is this the same Orlando City we've been seeing the last few years? Uh, and then, uh, obviously, having we know Nani, right? And he's, uh, you know, people, I they say I might be related to Nani. Who knows? <laughs> we're, we're, we're not, we don't need to look into it, but I hope I, I'm so. I'm looking into it right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, so, it could be, it could be. It could be. Yeah. So the, the, but the one thing, I want to talk about a couple of players that, that are really making a difference. Uh, and, and Chris Money Mueller. Uh, what has uh, I mean? I, you get to see him up close. Uh, what has been this change? This year has been unbelievable. I mean, not yeah, only yeah. is he looking just like a leader on the team, uh, he's he clearly has a green light to go one v one at at some of some defenders. Uh, but what have you made of his progress for this yeah. team? Oh man, that's really fascinating to see Chris Cash Money Mueller uh, continue to evolve. You know, he, he's. He came in as a prospect that you knew he was a quality player. I'll give you a nugget. When I spoke to Josema Bassan, the assistant coach, and Oscar Pareja about Chris Miller, they said, well, when he got drafted by Orlando, he was in our list. We wanted to draft him. So this is a guy that they know about. So whenever they realize that we're going to have the opportunity to work with him, obviously that much more exciting. And we know those guys know how to develop, right? They yeah. know how to make players better. The one thing with Chris Mueller, nobody's denying his uh, tactic, his technical abilities. You know, he's a guy that has a great attitude as well, always works extremely hard, willing to defend, willing to follow, you know, their, his, his fullback. Um, but I think... During his evolution is that decision-making was the one that, for me, needed to continue to develop, when to speed up the play, when to slow down, you know, read the different moments of the game, when to pass, uh, you know what I mean, when to when to dribble. And those things are, are very, very difficult to, to understand. But as he continues to evolve, he understands these things, you know what I mean? He's become a leader. He's done that really well. I think what he's done really well this year is his understanding of space, you know, his understanding of space and his ability to manipulate space. And I think when a player understands that, uh, you can maximize your technical and tactical abilities. And that's where he's at. And he continues to work really hard and uh, also does not, uh, it doesn't hurt when you have Mauricio Pereira, uh, you have guys <laughs> yeah. like Nani that attract so much attention. So the amount of times that you can find Chris Mueller 1v1 are pretty often in a game. And if you're a defender, you, that's that's the one thing you don't want to happen. But if you worry too much about doing overloads to make sure that you don't get 2v1, uh, 1v1 versus uh, Mueller, guess who's 1v1 on the other side? 
none. Yeah. So yeah. it's like if you're a defensive line, it's like, okay, who do we worry about? And so add to that who won making overlapping runs on that right side. And it's like, it, it's so hard. I would hate to be going against uh, an Orlando City team right now that has a lot of dynamism within their pieces. And Chris Mueller is definitely taking advantage of the players around them. Let's also talk a little bit about DK because uh, this guy came, what feels like to us, out of nowhere. Yeah. The guy is built like a linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just, I mean, when you talk about uh, the American, you know, target man, center forward, you know, you don't have many names to pull oh. from. And this guy with his back to goal, it might be the best we have in the country. And another player who came from college and everyone's saying you can't get talent from college. Where was he? And what was it that unlocked this incredible amount of skill? Well, he was uh, eating a lot of protein somewhere and growing crazily. Well, he yeah, comes time from to stop doing push-ups. Yeah. He doesn't need it anymore. Dude, squats, push-ups, you know, whatever. Dude, the dude is solid. The dude is massive. So uh, definitely not under the radar. Obviously, he went number five in the draft and probably could have gone higher if it wasn't for New England Revolution and Nashville looking for defensive-minded players. Kessler being one of them with New England Revolution doing a great job there. So another player there that's, you know, coming from college, doing a lot of uh, doing a lot of good things. Robinson, number one for, for Miami. It was a choice by them. They could have gone with their ODK. I'm not saying they made the right choice or the wrong choice, but um, – that certainly Daryl DK was somebody that was highly sought after. He scored, I think, like 16 goals in a couple of seasons. The dude is 19 years old, and he comes from a family of of greatness. You know, his brother, yeah. Bright DK, who I had an opportunity to play with, I can testify that he has an absolute cannon of a ball. He, he was with Portland. Portland, I was with Austin Astics. He shot it. By the time I saw the ball, he was already celebrating. It's, I mean, <laughs> the dude was, I mean, a cannon. His sister also played for the Nigeria national team. So he's got the pedigree. But... You make a really, really good point. It's about his ability to to combine and drop and, and ability to play with his back to go. The dude is smooth. He's so smooth and he's so smart. And that's the one thing that I think sets him apart. Yes, he looks like a freaking line linebacker. You do not want to go against him 1v1. And I think he's terrorized center backs that he's played against so far. They do not want to play against this, this dude. Uh, but he's very smart. He's great movement. Very intentional in his movement. And so, you know, 19 years old, you talk about the, the, the lack of quality forwards with the U.S. men national team at the moment, at least the lack of amount, the lack of numbers, right? There's some good ones. Artists is still killing it. Josie Alter is still there. You know, probably a couple more players in there. But, um, I think he's a player that needs to be paid attention to in the upcoming years because he's somebody that can raise his hand and do really an awful lot for the U.S. men national team. And, you know, what he's got like four goals and like very limited time, I think like 10 games or something like that. Yeah. And, and and the little things that he does to make sure that the team, I mean, he helps out Chris Mueller a lot because he occupies both center backs. Therefore, when Chris Mueller tucks inside, now he doesn't have to deal with that center back and he's a fullback. You know what I mean? So it's all connected yeah. and he's been, he's fit right in. He's been able to solve a problem that Orlando City had when they lost Tom Dwyer, who, as you guys know, has a season and end an injury. Correct. It's just, if you're a yeah. center back, you see him turn his back to you. Like, Oh no, he's good with the back to the goal. <laughs> then he turns around and he hits you one-on-one. -on -one. You're like, let's try the side. <laughs> you can't be good in the back and the front. Yeah. This hey, is hey, not hold, fair. Yeah, I know dude. Hold it. Hold Let me get some help. Let me get some help. Yeah, yeah. What are you <laughs> doing? You know, yeah. You're looking at so, your other defenders. The yeah. last uh, player I do want to get some, uh, some thoughts. Uh, you get your thoughts on is the goalkeeper. Obviously Pedro Gallese has been unreal. 
yeah. this uh, this season, uh, bringing in a, a, a clear confidence uh, in the net that probably didn't didn't permeate to the rest of the players. Uh, what what has he meant to Orlando City? Oh, man, you're talking about uh, I mean, the dude got style. He's got swagger. He's got that new yeah. hairstyle every day. He looks like yeah. a reggaeton artist when he shows up <laughs> to a training ground. Uh, you know, he got it going on. And uh, look, he's a number one uh, goalkeeper for a Peruvian national team where you guys know, if you ask me to play the Conmebol qualifiers, the pressure, the stadiums that you play, what's at stake, the countries, how they live the game – I just don't think experience-wise it gets any bigger than that. So there's yeah. nothing that he's going to see here in Major League Soccer that's going to be like, ooh, you know, what What this yeah. is new to me. Seattle's so, not going to say anything that's going to knock him off his focus. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> he's, he's seen it. He's heard it. <laughs> playing, uh, playing in Peru, Pac Stadium, playing in Bolivia in the altitude, Pac Stadium, you know, having to, you know, uh, go – penalty kick shootout versus Luis Suarez and Copa America. Yeah. And I mean, there's nothing new for him here. Yeah. Now that doesn't, that's not guaranteed success, right? No. That's not guaranteed success, but right off the bat experience wise, you got somebody that, you know, that you can count on, but he's backed it up with incredible saves. The dude, they call him El Pulpo for a reason, the octopus, the yeah. dude pulls half, he pulls tentacles from, <laughs> I mean, yeah. the saves that he's made are ridiculous, but the most important thing about those saves is the timing. In which he yeah. makes those saves. When your team is is is, is struggling, and you know you get an opportunity, your team gets an opportunity, he bails you out, and he changes the game. You know against Chicago Fire, Las City is winning 2-0, penalty kick, posh save. You know uh, NYCFC in the back in the Major League Soccer's back tournament, two one, two unbelievable saves. You know, keeps a, keep the score two one, and not only he that, reminds me like, a lot of like uh, Zach Steffen, where the you can tell the team in front of him feels like they're fine because he's back there. He's he feels like the last defender. All right, thank you uh, for watching. Thank you, Miguel Gallardo, for joining us. We really appreciate it. I, I, we need uh, you know we we've had a couple Orlando City uh, players uh, on the show, uh, but it, it is nice to especially during especially this season. It feels great. It's, it's a, we're talking to Orlando in a much more positive sense, and it feels we're good. getting it so, all in now. Just in case next season. You never know. You never, you never know. know. Uh, Miguel, is there anything you want to let people know about before we sign off? Now, guys, just uh, that it's been a pleasure. Thank you guys for, for inviting me. Thank you guys for what you do. Bring a different, you know, different side of the game, you know, that, that make people happy. So I appreciate that. On my end, you know, obviously you can follow me on Twitter at MIG. A L L A R D O. That's my name. Zero one. Miguelardo. <laughs> Miguelardo. And obviously, a big shout out to the Orlando City Foundation. If you can check them out, you know, OrlandoCityFoundation.org. They do wonderful things here in the community of Orlando. They got a thing going on where people can donate to continue to help their mission. That's obviously really something dear to my heart, and it should be dear to all of us since it's for the kids and it's for the kids that need it the most to continue to play the beautiful game. And I always uh, be an advocate of that. Nice. Okay. Uh, all right, everybody. Yeah, make sure to show that support. Uh, all right. Also, remember, uh, make sure you follow at Soccer Cooligans on all social media platforms. Uh, make sure you follow at Fubo Sports yes. uh, on all social media platforms as well. And subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube channel for full episodes of the program. So it's getting big, um, too. You got to follow us. Hit that okay. little notification button, son. Yep. Do, do, all right. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I love. Uh, all right. So, Miguel, let's, let us end the show the way we normally do, as, as is tradition uh, on the Cooligans. So, for Miguel Gallardo. My name is Cristian Polanco. And I'm Alexis Guerreros. And together, what are we? The Cooling!